Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Towards Vivencia, the podcast. In this second season, Bridging the Gap. In this second season, we are bridging the gap between some of the top dance companies in the whole world and our community. Towards Vivencia will be collaborating with dancers who are or have been working with the greatest choreographers and companies of the 20th and 21st century. These incredible artists bring these incredible works and performances to life, and they have generously offered to share how they train in order to do so. Their personal approaches to the company's technical style, cross-training for both body and mind, and staying creatively inspired. All this and more will provide a unique insight into how these dancers work, how they work within these companies, and how they bridge the gap between their previous training and what is required to work with those companies. In this second episode of Towards Vivencia, the podcast, I am really happy to have with us Maria Kulusi, who is a former dancer of Sasa Balls and guest, and actually a current guest of the company. She will tell us a little bit more about what's the difference between being a dancer and being a guest in the company. And actually, I don't know her very uh, very much. I don't know her personally. I've been recommended, she's been recommended actually, uh, big time for many, many, many people, but I do not know her. So I'm really happy to have the time to dive and delve into who she is and what Maria Colosi does. So Maria, thank you so much for being today with us and also for sharing your practice with us next week in our classes. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure actually to, to be in, your, in the Towers Academy. I'm very looking forward also to teach uh, at your place. So let's start with that. Uh, you know that this second season is about how freelancers bridge the gap between their training and what is the company, uh, what is the company's work and what the company requires. So Maria, what were the gaps that you found in your training? What are the things that you didn't have that you needed to work with Sasa Valls in her company, first as a dancer and then as a guest? Well, actually, it was missing for me taking time, taking time in details, taking time in know better my choices uh, as a dancer when I'm moving uh, to deep uh, also in technically, for example, very simple things, sometimes how I really connect my bones into the, into the floor, how I can use it uh, in a more efficient way. Um, yeah, I miss I miss the time to to understand things um, and connecting to my art, because uh, sometimes when you work in companies, that there is a lot of pressure also in delivery material, delivery things. So actually, you don't really have the time sometimes to dip into details. Um, you you have to to be very quick in 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 doing things basically and this um, this feedback that uh, sometimes th there is no time of a real feedback for you you have the feedback with a choreographer but about your own feedback uh, you don't have time for that <laughs> and this is what basically I'm working in my class 
So can I ask you before we go more uh, in concrete, the things that you're going to working in your class, how did you bridge that gap? If th those are the things that you were missing when you started working with uh, Sasa Valls, how did you manage to catch up? Uh, well, I catch up um, when they were missing the things, I start to teach basically. So um, in the first moment when I left the company, I start to go in studio and be busy with things that I was always busy and I never had time to work. Um, and, and, and go deep into those things. This it was my first uh, kind of impulse. So let's go, let's go to the studio and face and face these things and do something with it. And then the second, the second instance was, okay, maybe you can teach those things that for you actually make sense to, to, to have as a dancer or to use uh, uh, creative tools and, and to develop yourself and, and go deeper in your dance. So you, uh, I keep hearing this idea of facing things, uh, take time for those things, teach those things. Can you be a bit more concrete about what those things are, which I imagine those will be the things that you are also going to be sharing with us next week. Am I imagined right? Yes, it's, it's, it's correct. So basically in my classes, um, I work quite a lot with isolations. So physically I get, um, I get the awareness of, of these um, isolations and how you actually connect them. What is happening in between the movement? So you go from A to B and what happening in the, in the middle of it? Um, so basically I, I work quite a lot in awareness in how you do. It's sometimes it's not what, it's how. And this is what, it, it, is what actually is interesting me. Um, so through these isolations, let's say, I'm, I work, I work with this isolation in space, in time. Sometimes I use uh, with concrete ideas about space. Uh, so I use images of surfaces. Um, sometimes I use musical ideas. So I bring this, this isolation into music. So I have different approach, but um, I keep uh, also the the, the main the, the may, major thing is about isolations, how you can actually make material thinking about different parts of the body and make choreography out of those things. I understand, makes sense. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've heard that you were in the company, you felt the gap. At some point you left the company and dedicated time to your research and then you went back to the company. Am I correct? Yes, you are correct. I came back as, um, um, as a guest. So I didn't, I, I, didn't came, I didn't come back as a dancer, uh, let's say like uh, as a member. Um, it was just for a dialogue project, let's say. Um, so yes, just to have four or five weeks of creation with them and then come back to my life, let's say. Many people might not know how this, I mean, I don't know exactly, I don't know the details. So can you tell us a little bit more about how the company worked? Meaning because you were very clear, it's like, well, I came back as a guest and the company name is Sasa Valls and Guest. So 
is there are two types of employees, there are two types of uh, performance in the company, there are three types, four types. How, how does it work? What is the structure? The structure is like this. They have 10 dancers, that they are fixed dancers. And then um, she's choosing people um, from the outside, from the freelancing world. And they, we are the guests. So basically she developed um, a project with uh, 10 members and plus 10 guests. And she make a piece with all, all of us, let's say. Basically the, the modus that she has for, for, for creating comes from the improvisations. Sometimes she has a fixed idea, I want to work with that. Uh, and then we go to the studio and we go with this clear idea. Sometimes it's a bit more, more free, we experiment more and we find a way to go into what finally it will be. Um, but uh, yeah, so is her work is very demanding in this, um, in this topic because um, you have to have more or less your own um, movement character, let's say. So um, there is something that uh, you have to bring. Uh, so it's a choreographer who actually works with the material from others. So you have to have something to say, or you have to have, um, let's say, be kind of quick and creative and, 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 and kind of to have the desire to create a lot. Mm, I see. Um, so going back a couple of steps, uh, when you said that you left the company, you went to your research and then you were back as a dancer, as a guest, uh, what was the change? Did you breach that gap that you felt uh, previously because of your research? How did you feel? How was it? Yes, I, I, I found myself actually, um, I found myself more grounded. I, I was more calm. I could understand better things. Um, because I knew more about myself. So I, I, it has actually opened me a door with a bit more of, a, let's say, generosity or, or more like um, an open mind about work, uh, also about working with others. Mm. So in, in, this, in this sense, yes, it, it, it gave me a lot actually. And, and you mentioned that you knew more yourself, you knew more about yourself. Uh, this might sound a little bit uh, complicated, but could you pin down or put your finger into what did you know about yourself that you didn't know before? Yeah, actually, I, I knew it better how I can turn on things in myself, that actually I could transform it in a way that uh, they are working. And I don't feel this stuckness or this frustration or this, um, all these uh, emotions that of course they pass through. Um, but I, I also, I, I could understand my, my place. So I go to studio and I could recognize, okay, I'm, I'm this one now. I'm doing this. I know I'm doing another thing. So I, this kind of this observer from the outside, it was much more present than before that. It was a vision about what, what only I'm doing. 
um, in terms of uh, more like a surviving thing without, without having this uh, vision of you in the context as well. Mm. That's exactly what you said about being more grounded, right? And I guess that comes also with a stop second guessing all the time. What am I doing? Am I doing it right? Is this is what she needs? It's like, this is who I am. Exactly. And sorry about saying this, but this is also coming a lot of time uh, when, um, because it's, it's an energy that is coming also from the director, from the people there outside. So this energy actually, I think the directors has to deal with all these things and we are reacting into this. Very true. But because we cannot control sometimes with the directors that we work or what the skills they have, when you develop those skills for yourself, whoever you are working with, at least you have that. Exactly. This this what exactly I found by myself. Beautiful. Yeah, it was um, it was something very good, and uh, I yes, this also transformed a lot the way of of seeing and performing, and um, it's it's great. I mean, it's what I'm doing in my classes and telling the people actually to to do and to dig in. Uh, it's not if you know you if you know yourself is you're gonna know it, then you're gonna know the world much better. Yep. First one, just uh, know yourself and then you can give everything what you have for everyone. You are not uh, in this game of uh, reacting. So you can have a dialogue. What What is the situation is not just a, not just a reaction of things. And you can be much more generous, as you said, because, okay, this is all I am. This is all I offer. All. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This might tie it very well with my next question. We are living a very, very complicated time. Sometimes we have classes, sometimes we don't. There are no auditions. Uh, for performance, it's one of the worst times, for sure, the worst time of our generation. So here is a complicated question for you. Why? Why we should keep going to classes if there are no jobs, if there are no auditions in the near future? Why we should continue developing our practice? The reason is like the, our body is our material. And if we don't work our material, we cannot do anything in the world. <laughs> Just simple like this. I'm going to make it more complicated for you. Maybe there is nothing that we can do with our body in the near future. So what is the point to keep training our body? And believe me, I, I completely agree that we should do it. That's why I'm doing what we are doing. But what is your point of view? My point of view is almost like um, a life point of view. I mean, for me, moving and dancing is deeply connected with who I am. So that's why I keep doing it. Because if I'm not doing this, I, I, I answer yourself. If I don't, if I don't dance, what I'm standing in this world for what? And this is okay. This is my choice. I I I chose to be a, a dancer, a mover, because it's what it makes me connect to the world and to the life, because it's, the life is passing through my body, and when I move, I feel alive. It's very, it, it sounds a bit weird, but, 
but is 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 what I'm 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 doing it because it's the only way I can keep connecting with the life and with the others eventually virtually. In some cases, I'm still um, I'm still doing life, but that's why it's important to continue to keep actually uh, believing. In, in, in our material, in ourselves, in that we have said to things and we have to share this also with others because it's the way we have to change things. And that has a not only poetic, but also a very grounded yet ethereal reason of why to dance because it is just because, not because we might look for an employment later on, not because we need to pay the bills. It's just because it's who we are and connect us with life itself, which that is why I believe that it should be more dancers in the world, professionally, not professionally, but to practice every day that is, I, and I'm going to take that from this conversation, is I move to feel alive because it's the only way that I can connect with life. Beautiful, Maria. Fantastic. Thank you. You. Exactly, exactly. Then, you know, um, in the dance class, there are some people, they say, okay, uh, you know, they, they, they think that if they, do, they are not moving or they do a simple gesture, it's not a dance. It is still a dance, you know, everything, everything. I fully agree with you, and that's why we keep doing these classes, just to keep the the community engaged, alive, inspired, because I believe that the more we connect with dance, the more we, the people around us will connect with life, uh, because it's kind of like contagious, in the good way, uh, contagious. Absolutely, absolutely. Totally, so that's why we do it. So that's why we are really, really happy to, to have you with us uh, next week also. So I would like to finish just asking you um, a question of, what is your desire for post-COVID? So if you would need to think about kind of like a, a dream future, a utopian future, what would be what is happening when this pandemic is over for the dance community, of course? Yeah, I think um, I would wish like uh, we can go in studio again and work uh, freely and to hug each other and to be able to touch other bodies like we did before. Like we have a better understanding of the world that we, we became a bit more um, kind of aware of, of the community and not just what I'm doing. Uh, I, I wish that we are, uh, that we can support each other more than before. Um, this is my wish, actually. And we will keep our warm thoughts for that in our meditations, prayers, whatever people decide to manifest. Uh, Maria, I'm really looking forward for your classes next week, but I know that you also have a life after next week uh, with the classes with us. Can you tell us a little bit how people can also follow you beside uh, the next class, the next week classes in the Tuvas Vivencia Academy, how we can be updated to what you're doing, where are you going to be in 2021 for us to keep track on you of you you can follow by facebook or um, instagram 
uh, also under my webpage, uh, my activities. And for the 21, actually, I'm, I will teach in Marameo, in Tanz Halle, Berlin. And I'm going to teach in an International Dance Week in Budapest as well, one week. And uh, I'm also teaching um, like a performance project right now in the Tanzfabrik. So I'm doing two pieces with two different groups. Um, and then this is the teaching side. Then I'm going to create one piece as well. I got the award from the Zenat from Berlin um, and from the Dach Tanzverband um, to do a piece about migration. So I'm going to develop that in this year. And, uh, and then with the company, I'm going to have a repertoire performances in Berlin for the moment. In April, maybe it comes in the Volksbühne, but uh, it's very hard to say now because no one, no one knows. <laughs> but it's more or less the plan for the uh, 2021. The plan as much as we can plan. We, we design the plan and then if it's changing, we change. And this is what this pandemia uh, show us actually. We have to keep flexible. We have to keep flexible and, and adjusting and, and changing if things they are not how we plan. Well, maybe you have to change your mind to another side and do it in another way. So uh, this is something good about this situation, what I found. Definitely. I think uh, as freelancers, it's something that sometimes we were used to, the unpredictability. We had plans that they fall through and a contract that you thought it was going to happen, it doesn't happen. And then suddenly you got an amazing call that you need to move to the other side of the world for a project. So everything is being very unpredictable. But now I think the pandemic he has been just put that on our face and we just realize that. And I hope, as you said, that we learn not to fear that uncertainty and just to be adaptable with what's happening. Exactly. It's the best one. So we will put in the description of this podcast all the places that we can find you, the links to the studios that you're going to be teaching, uh, your Instagram, Facebook account, so everyone can follow there. And I am really looking forward for next week uh, to have you as part of the Togos Juventia Academy and sharing these ideas and how to connect with one, with how one is and be more connected to life through that awareness. Maria, thank you so much uh, for this time. A pleasure to talk to you and uh, really looking forward to it. We are as well from all the Tobos Vivencia team. Thank you, Maria. See you very, very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>